Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is a new world order, and I am Chancellor Zainzi Weber of the National Council of Zain Australia here with my colleagues from across the seas. Your people's champion, your eighth wonder of the world, Sebastian of the United States of South America. Just in a brief time delay there. I swear you've used that one before. It's under the Giants or China, the lady wrestler. No, who knows? I'm the ninth wonder of the world. There so, what we about go. your 199 other political. Parliamentary. Members. They are one through to whatever number. I'm not through to one hundred. <laughs> so yeah. they are not the eighth wonder of the world. No, you, the, you alone reign supreme in I'm your council eighth, of two. But the next guy's the ninth, and the one before me is the seventh. <laughs> We're all wonders of the world. And I am Andrew Schostler, the most supreme, magnificent overlord of everything you ever saw in the great confederacy of Andropolia. And if you're joining us for the first time, you're not. You're not. You can't. You just not. Can't possibly be. If unless you, you've cheated. Unless you've found us on Patreon by some <laughs> random happenstance, given us some money just as we've uploaded this before you've had a chance to listen to it. any of the previous, it's just unreasonable. I like that sort of gamble. That's the sort of gamble I would take. Just it's all true. in, all in, let's let's see it. I'm, I'm going in blind. So thank you for donating to our Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> and we are going to wrap up our rapture. Good. Sweep issue. it out. And we've decided to wrap up our rapture with a rap. No. Zane, you have the floor. <laughs> I'm going to ignore Sebastian because he, unlike me, is racist. He is. What part of what I said was racist? <laughs> it's not what you said now, Seb. It's what you said before we started recording. You know, I know I didn't say anything racist <laughs> this time, but I'm like, no. any other day it could have been true. So you I'm almost, you. It almost got me. How so you, for the last... Four episodes, we had to deal with half of our population mysteriously going missing and the violetists claiming that it was the rapture. We've all dealt with it in our own specific ways. The and violetists we have one more issue. And the gypsy. The gypsy claiming also it claiming that it was yeah. the rapture. Yeah. It's two very credible sources. Strangely <laughs> enough, the gypsies weren't raptured. So, because they're obviously cunts. Wow, <laughs> there's the racism. No, because they're jerk. Nothing to do with being gypsies. A hundred percent to do with being a jerk. Wait, this is one gypsy we're dealing with. It's yep. not all the gypsies together that have cursed us. Listen, one gypsy, two gypsies. They all look the same. Like <laughs> who might have passed judgment? Really leaning into it. So let's hope just, we never release this one to public. So I just don't like the French. Zane, <laughs> Zane Australia has one final issue. 
to Very deal good. with. One final nail in your own coffin, please go. To solve no, the no, rapture? No, no, no. So we've dealt with the absence of people by dealing with their their leftover property, by dealing with the, the, the health impacts of people disappearing and the kinds of people that have the the uh the the vacuum in the job markets left by certain parts of people and now we're dealing with the the leftover space the less space in nature we'll explore in detail what has happened but i have noticed a disturbing trend in your decisions these last four weeks that my people are much more compassionate and nice because i so you claim you're the one recording all those last recorded i've Bumped up into the top five percent in the world for those two categories. Oh well, fantastic! Lucky you. <laughs> oh well, if you're going to use numbers wait. and data to prove me wait, wrong, wait, wait. then I, I don't stand a chance. I can work us out of this. The numbers are skewed because fifty percent of the population's gone, Zane. Clearly, that's you, exactly and so right. So all the nicest ones are left, or no? What are you you just got you just got the top five percent of the trash that's left. I wouldn't say that as a politician, but I would say that someone else's nation as a politician. Yeah, you. This, this includes. This is of the world. Yeah. So that includes both of your nations. Does it though? Or we are a league of our own at Seb America. You, Seb, went the route of insisting that the people that were raptured, the people that are missing, must have been good. Correct. All we know is that they're missing. Yes. And as far as as Christian mythology is concerned, the one thing that you must do to get into heaven is believe. You can be a dick and repent on your deathbed, you and must, if you but believe, you must repent. <laughs> and if you believe, you're fine. You get in. So it's not clear, that's, not crystal clear, that everybody left behind way. is the trash of the earth. And Zane Australia has taken the route of just dealing with what's left, making sure that everyone has as pleasant a life as possible. And my next issue is called a walk in the park. The Peacock Forest is the largest national park in Zane Australia, but it is rarely visited by Zane Australians or tourists. Various lobbyists have taken to hassling me about the continued use and purpose of this land. So people oh. have disappeared. So obviously we don't have as many people to go around. So parts of the nation are very sparsely populated now and we okay. have to figure out what to do with all this extra land that we isn't currently being utilised. It's government property, I'm guessing? National Park, na- yeah. National Park. Don't let this poll deceive you. People these days actually yearn for the outdoors, opines out-of-touch park ranger Olivia Little. <laughs> we just need a, to totally revamp this park and and all the rest of our national forests, campsites and visitor centres while we're at it. We'll start by adding necessities like luxury cabins and souvenirs and trees you can drive through. By the time we're through, people who visit our parks will be able to tell the difference between a Brancolandian noir cedar and a Australian black cedar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I haven't been able to do my job with my current budget, so the solution is increase my funding. Well, Give I, me more money and I can do my job. Is a ranger's job to drive tourism or just to... A ranger's job is to continue being a ranger. 
That's I, what th- a ranger's job is. I thought oh. it was to like. S- no, no, the forest is incidental. <laughs> Point of order. I thought a ranger's job was to keep picnic baskets in nah. the uh, in the possession of you know park goers. <laughs> is that not how rangers work? This is the peacock forest, not a bear forest. So peacocks don't take a picnic no. baskets. They're very polite. They're all trained in Zane's. Oh, okay, and I think you'll find in Zane's Australia they are in the picnic baskets. Correct. Also true. <laughs> we do. A lot of birds like cannibals. Like they'll eat other birds and birds of their own species. There are some birds that are carnivorous. For example, the bird, the section of birds called birds of prey. No, no, I mean like would peacocks eat other peacocks? They hunt other birds. Yeah, I believe peacocks are vegetarians. Of course they are. I mean, hawks probably won't eat other hawks because the vultures will get to the dead ones first, and hawks don't really battle it out with each other. Okay, too much, too much effort. Too much effort. Yeah, I I kill things. Just go for a nice shot. And waste all that valuable material. Yes. Barks my Minister of Land Development, Willie Sterling. I like him. I'm sure that there are plenty of nations out there that would kill to use our wood to build something. And once the wood is gone, we dig it for gold. (laughs) I just know that there's somewhere beneath all of that tree-covered wasteland... And never mind all that environmental hoopla about polluted water tables, I'm sure you could start giving out filters to the public. They'll all be fine. You see? Perfectly rational solution. Uh, the, the, the government mining. You have resources, <laughs> so let's put them to work. You need less resources currently, though, because you have less people. There shouldn't be a drive for No. In fact, if anything, you've got now more of an excuse to let the scientists really go to town experiment, get your engineers tinkering with all sorts of different materials. He's they need resources gold, to test on. So that that's it's not that's that's using them, that's consuming them. I would argue that the first one is well, using it and ma- making it a tourist attraction. Look, look if, if, if when you consume you can't really consume elements, right? I mean you don't consume gold, it just you can you know, consume becomes thirty years of tree and be left with one year of tree. Then plant some now, and in 30 years' time- There you'll are trees have, there. Yeah. And and we don't need yeah. it. We are actually cutting it down to export, right. whereas I would prefer to import tourists than export these finite resources. That Yeah, but those tourists need money from somewhere, and what better way for them to be funded- Than, than to, to work be- in an Andropolian prison, <laughs> vacation in Zanestralia- <laughs> Pay with gold toilets. Yeah, look, we're not making furniture. We're not making furniture with Andropolian wood. No, you're All making our out of gold. <laughs> and a third option. I have an alternative solution. Oh. Whispers my minister of alternative solutions. Oh, he sounds like a sinister minister. Contra. <laughs> we could use the park to stage international training operations for our allies. Ah. I'm sure Marsh Blanc would love our aid in developing defensive strategies against Marsh Noir, and I hear they're willing to pay big frugals for their help. <laughs> we could even keep the park open to the public to show that nothing shady or nefarious <laughs> is going on. It's a win-win in my book. Never mind the uh, bullets flying overhead, everybody. Oh, Just the irradiated, <laughs> the irradiated mountain over there. Can I just get a refresh on the phrasing of the frugals? How many big? Is it many frugals? How did you say? Are willing to pay big frugals? That would have been big 
big dollars if this was mine. And I think that's much more impressive, I just wanted to say. Um, there is merit to this. And it's only because running on the assumption, which I know you guys aren't buying into fully, but running on the assumption that all the good people are gone and you're left with bad people, having extra training between your allies and with your own military may carry some merit when in theory you're now left on an earth full of absolute scumbags. So you are more likely to fall under attack from other nations because now you're left with less trustworthy people. I would say that we're more likely to fall under attack from other nations if we take other nations' sides against a third nation. It was just military training on your own land. That's No one's going to get pissed because that. Because Marche Blanc is fighting against Marche Noir and Marche Blanc is willing to pay us money to train on our land. Yeah, yeah Marche, that's fine. Keep then the- Marche Noir is, the, 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 could just attack us. I don't know. You, you keep them in the western half of the park and <laughs> sell a deal to Marche Noir for the eastern part of the park. They can train there and then let them... You know, if they happen to spot each other, so be it. Just let them. There's a war tax, however. Yeah. I just want them all to know. For yeah. Zane Australia, there they are pay for basically damages. these three options are three ways to make money off this extra yes. land. Yes, yes. Harvest it, use it for military mm. or tourism. Tourism is the friendliest one there, but once again, now you're inviting scum into your nation because running on assumption there is scum everywhere now. To be fair, everyone who isn't a Zane Australian at this point is scum. So. <laughs> The way this is going to turn out, if you choose the tourist option, which, which I am, will, I'm, towards, I'm yes. not vetoing, but I bet you your uh, eco friendliness goes down. There's going to be litter in your national park. It's going to be strewn with burger wrappers. We'll just train the peacocks and to pick it up. And jets and mimes <laughs> and other just oh my god mimes paintings, <laughs> other disgusting French things. Oh, the everywhere. artists, the artists will be there, of course. Ugh, accordions and monkeys playing them. Is there Ugh. a veto from no? America? If you want to fill your nation full of scummy French people, that's on you. Here, here, you should have harvested it and taken that money, put it towards a good glamping zanes. Australians won't sleep in a tent, but that doesn't include a jacuzzi. Oh. The Zane Australian economy rose from thriving to powerhouse. Oh. Big business applauds government support. Everything is cheesy. Cheese industry <laughs> delighted with rising sales. I hate that one. <laughs> Chamber of Commerce applauds government initiative. Children fed, clothed, happy, teachers report. Boo. Business subsidization up 5.7, average disposable income up 3.2, economy up 2.6, average income up 2.1, economic output up 2.1, environmental beauty 1.8, weather 1.7, human development index, tourism, lifespan, employment, cheese exports and agriculture all up between 0.7 and 0.1. The big down... At 1.1% down is charmlessness, followed by taxation and obesity. Those are the only downs. Mm, but right. Taxation went down, even taxation though you went down, even though you're subsidising glamping companies, tourism. Well, companies. obviously, the tourism has offset that because tourism is up, and taxation is down 0.05 of a percent less than tourism is up. Well, I hope you're happy leaving all those perfectly usable resources in the ground. In the filthy ground. I am. Because if they could dire be on- straits ever truly hit Zane Stralia, they will continue to be there. Yes, but they could be showcased in, you know, glorious mobile phones and 
And all sorts of other neat things. Like all of your artwork. Yeah. Yeah. So that is a huge win for Zane Australia. Everything good up, it is everything actually, bad I'm, down. I'm, I'm really surprised. So uh, I'm very happy with that overall. Clearly I'm not in touch with, uh, with <laughs> Max, Max Barry. <laughs> I'm going to concede the floor to you, Andrew, because you've got to do the sum up at the end of this anyway. So sure. you're not talking for 30 minutes straight. So you want to go now and <laughs> I'll do my issue and then you can start again. I don't really do. No, because you've got you do the sum ups normally. Am, so I, I, am I that bad? In, no, in the no, sum no, no. It's just so you don't go through your and issue I, and then start your sum up. I thought I actually wrapped it up you know, concisely. You are doing an amazing job. Mm. I'm trying to assist you by giving you <laughs> mental breaks. <laughs> well, allow me to be quick. Look um, at that diplomacy, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. It, it, I, I, I was not expecting that. Nobody ever does. No. <laughs> <laughs> was it uh, Rule of Acquisition 72? One, I was, once in a while, declare peace, it screws your enemies. Oh, I was thinking Spanish Inquisition, Monty Python. That's yeah. what I was going with, but uh, sure. Uh, yeah. Well, once again, Andropolia has solved the problem of the rapture, namely solving the problem of the missing people. Oh, by we haven't found cloning? them. We haven't found them, but we are going to clone new ones. Oh, good. Scientists. That's exactly what the authoritarians <laughs> need, the ability to clone more people, well, the right people. Or at the very least clone replacement parts so that the ah, current people can I live see. forever. The whole cloning field is open. You know, we're, we're just opening that door a little, a little crack. I feel I know where you're leaning. Let's have a look at the two choices I have before me. Scientists using cloned human embryos for research are on the verge of a medical breakthrough. Mm. So it's already happening. They're on the verge of discovering, you know, one... Decades s- after Zane Australia. Also, yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah, if, you didn't, if you didn't, you know, keep all the information to yourself, if you didn't hoard it, if you shared it around uh, a little look, bit... I've got a few vetoes. I might you, still be keeping that information you- <laughs> to myself. <laughs> <laughs> loosen some of that IP and spread the wealth, eh? <laughs> How do you think I can afford to glamp all the time? (laughs) It's really very exciting, says lab head Gary Nakatomi. Until now, we've kept very quiet to avoid being targeted by lunatic fringe groups who for some reason think it's wrong to clone human embryos. It's too early to promise anything, but we hope that one day we will have genetic cures for a whole range of debilitating illnesses. I certainly hope the government will support our work. Now, as you all know, I am not in favour of government subsidies in any form. What? When did this start? Did I miss this whole trend developing? (laughs) This 70 episode long trend. (laughs) Except there have been moments where he has done it though. Yeah, like he sneezes and hits the wrong button. feeding the birds. Not the homeless, but the birds. No, he multitasked and fed both. And putting in (laughs) bins... For gum, that's the most important thing the government and should bombs. do. And bombs. Gum and bombs. There have been moments where I've been shoehorned into spending <laughs> money. And I think you'll find on uh, on reflection that I chose the least expensive options of all three. Mm, best fed birds in the world. <laughs> and the homeless, thank you very much. We're very fat homeless people. Not in favour of government subsidies at all. In fact, I would never legislate uh, to... Um, you know, insist that uh, there have to be some some sort of allowances for this complete freedom. Correct. Every, every, yeah. every, everything happens the way it, the, market, the market wants. Idea. Yeah, of course. So they're asking for support. I'm probably well, not going to give it to them. No, 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 no. Well, unless it's, I would like 
to have the option to not forbid them from doing yeah. this or at the same time not funding them. But unfortunately, the two are linked. The only other option, Ooh. well, <laughs> if you have to be part of a lunatic fringe group <laughs> to object to this barbaric <laughs> practice, I am a lunatic, says placard-waving protester Lucy Thomas. Of course it would be nice to cure these unnamed diseases, but at what cost? They're messing with the sanctity of human life. It's wrong, and the lab should be shut down immediately. Yeah, no, look, you've definitely, you're definitely um, treading on some IP that we have copyright, so we're going to veto that first option. I see. That's very interesting. <laughs> that is a very interesting... This is like... No. Being there when Franz Ferdinand was shot, and you're like, this is an interesting <laughs> moment. I wonder where history goes from here. <laughs> this, is, this is weird. I have dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah. So, so, and so, a working clone cloning system. <laughs> so, so are you in, actually videoing? That's actually hilarious. Videoing, yeah. In my I'm in so my sorry, office, I can't help you. <laughs> in my office, I've got I've got the doctor. I've got the doctor saying we've, we're about to have a medical breakthrough. We've kept quiet until now. And then you get a telegram from Zane Straley going, intellectual property infringed, arrest that man. And, while, and, and send his research to us. <laughs> while we don't want to, for some reason, for some reason I cannot, I cannot press that green button on my, on my display. Mmm, delicious Australian power. So unfortunately, Andropolia is shutting down cloning <laughs> research. No doubt. Don't worry, you can just buy your cloned hampering from the Australia. small increase in scientific research we have had recently. I can spin a positive here for you. Even though my whole tact for this entire arc has been that it's not religiousness, but it is the niceties that I'm trying to push in my people, you guys keep touching on. Well, a lot of Isla just went away. So going them all the religious angle is going to help win your points from my perspective, even though mine isn't the religious angle, but it's still trying to improve the moral integrity of your people. Yeah, so, but, which is exactly not we, what Antropolia wanted to do. Correct. But if, we, but if we follow that logic, neither of them were good. Neither of them were right. In lesser God's eyes. Evil? <laughs> lesser evil, I guess. I don't know. I'm afraid this is dire. It goes <laughs> it goes worse than, than you could have expected, Zane. <laughs> Genetic researchers have been expelled. Come to St. <laughs> Australia's open arms. Give us your poor, your unclean, and your university educated. How dare you, Zane? <laughs> I was waiting for this very moment. The Andropolia Sentinel reports jobless numbers grow. Oh, Andropolia. <laughs> Chamber of Commerce applauds government initiative. Modern films too confusing. Audiences complain. Mm. I don't like that. Mm. Plot lines <laughs> are hard. <laughs> yeah, for- I just want explosions. <laughs> explosions pretty and ladies' boobs. And, and social groups welcome rising income equality. Oh, no. So I have a postcard. <gasps> And titled Fuck Zane Australia. Titled Oversight, which is awarded for funding law and order in a low-tech nation. <laughs> Thank you, Zane Australia. You're welcome, Estonia. <laughs> hey, I'll have you know, Estonia have some of the highest broadband speeds on the planet. I yeah, I they do. Income equality up two percent, obesity up one, religiousness up one, and authoritarianism up one. 
<sighs> as far as the downtrends are concerned, a lifespan down half a percent, secularism down one percent, health down two, scientific advancement down two, and intelligence down two and a half. Lucky it's only down two for science. It's not a big shift because Andropolia did not have many scientists. You would have liked some though, right? It was, it was a burgeoning industry, which I was happy to to seed and, and help grow. But with one swift jackbooted kick, Zane Australia has expelled all of my researchers That's right. we didn't, from we didn't Andropolia. We didn't appreciate the sass we got from Andropolia the last two times we tried to help. Oh, you think this is sass? <laughs> you just wait, sir. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Conflict. So much, mixed results for Andropolia this much week. Much like in Sebmerica. Sebmerica <laughs> just wants the world to get along. So <laughs> We'll see. Yep. <laughs> I have veto points to spare. My issue is called nudists demand time in the sun. A loose coalition of satorically challenged individuals known as the let it all hang out has called on the government to relax its public public nudity laws. There's three options here. For too long, our bodies have been trapped in these prisons of cotton and polyester, yells protester Stephen Yu, while apparently developing a nasty case of sunburn. We must repeal the puritanical laws that make public nudity a crime. My body, my choice to dangle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That seems logical. Going into this, I am pro that. Mm -hmm. So I'll see if the other two options- Because it's doing what you want without harming anybody. Yes, and I'm trying to guide my people on a nice path of enlightenment. I don't know. How many priests have you seen naked, though? How many priests are still left? (laughs) Um, That's, isn't that the point though? <laughs> isn't they've gone, so you should. Are they gone? Are they? <laughs> yes, we said I, I didn't that do it was a, mostly religious. It's been five here. weeks. I didn't do a census, guys. <laughs> um, no, um, if I'm trying to push all these like nice qualities on my people, the idea of saying, "Hey, like, step away. It doesn't really matter what you're wearing. I can right. kind of push them in a less superficial environment where it's not, you know, buying all these fancy clothes. It really." You can just wear nothing if you want. These are all acceptable ways of living. So I like the idea of opening up the field so you can wear whatever you want. Like this goes in both ways. You can be nude or you can wear nothing but top hats. I do not care as long as you're happy. To play devil's advocate, which Love. I'm sure oh, yeah. some other issue will will go into detail, is it is there any merit to people taking offense at other people's naked bodies? Like if I'm clothed to hide my naked body from you, but you're not. Am I in any way justified in saying you should put on clothes when you're around me? I would say in the sense that let's okay, let's private. You know, we always say like private versus public. Yeah. If you owned a club, I think that in that club you could dictate, like like we have now, you could dictate a dress code yeah. inside that area. But if we're in a public space, I don't think that your opinion would matter in that case. Ah, okay. But if you, but if I'm in, I'm in, we're in Zane's house right now. And I feel as though he would have the right to say, hey, welcome, come into my house. There's Absolutely. drinks in the fridge. You must be wearing yeah. pants. <laughs> no, but, uh, and that is fair because this is his domain. You no, must no, no. Be- shoes only, nothing else. <laughs> yeah. But when you, you, you must be this close to enter. <laughs> well, that's just an arrow pointing at your ankles. <laughs> okay. So what I said sounds reasonable. Let's turn that on its head. I come to Zane's house to record. And he gets to the door and he's like, hey, um, come in. Drinks are in the fridge. You must be naked. Yeah. So now I'm Here's being told. Here's your coat hanger. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. now I'm being told to declothe myself. 
doesn't work both ways, does it? It's very reasonable in one way to say clothes can be enforced in private areas, but to be told now that you can't wear clothes within a certain area feels like it's crossing the line to me. Clothes can be enforced. Like there, you can go to places where clothes are enforced. But I mean, no, the opposite though. Clothing, that's why nudist beaches are never like, you must be nude on the beach. It's clothing optional spaces. I think you'll find um, in Europe, particularly wherever you have water parks. Probably in France. No, 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 no. no. (laughs) (laughs) Got them good. Uh, In in water parks, uh, men particularly are restricted from not wearing um, board shorts or T-shirts. You have Mm. to wear sort of uh, uh, bathers. Like Speedos or whatever. You are required to not wear more than bathers. Yeah. Oh, but also required to wear the bathers. Yeah. Hi. Um, <laughs> next. I agree, muses sociology professor Attila English, but I do not think the protesters are going far enough. Public sh- nudity shouldn't be an option. <laughs> so it shouldn't be an option. It should be compulsory. <laughs> Nudity is highly liberating and it would put that disgusting hooters out of business once and for all. So now this is this is literally the issue of Wait, I think it's an option is great, but being able to say I'm enforcing nudity in an area as in you must be nude as opposed to Yeah. Doesn't work both ways, does it? It that's feels a, that's a very interesting puritanic yeah. you know, method. We're gonna get rid of the strippers. By making everybody naked. <laughs> yeah. And then my that's, husband- That's I, not I, how it works. I, if you just conglomerate attractive people in one area, you can still charge people to come observe the attractive naked people. Or touch them. I like the idea of like, damn, where's my husband? I bet he's at that stupid clothed fucking nightclub again, <laughs> watching those sexy girls in their, their high-waisted jeans. <laughs> so that's a fun society to live in. Interesting. Third option. Wait, oh, is that to is that to suggest that fashion shows would then become taboo? Yeah. yeah, interesting. And not boring. I can't believe she's wearing the <laughs> cling wrap. Where does she get off being so clothed? <laughs> whoa, whoa! Says noted accountant Fatima McIntyre. Are these people serious? The last thing I want to see when I'm out for coffee is some lumbering, overweight nudist coming down the sidewalk towards me. If people wanted to get naked, they can do it in the privacy of their own homes. Think of the children. My, but before you guys get into it, my preference is option one, which is people can be naked if they want or they can be clothed if they want. It's the best yeah. of both worlds because you're letting people do what they want and guide themselves. Yep. I'm not telling them they must wear clothes and I'm not telling them they must not wear clothes. Yep. It is literally just, this is silly. I do not care. Have at it. Whatever makes you more comfortable. It's not, it's not entirely silly. Like there's, there's a reason why nudity is restricted in in public and it's <clears throat> it's it's done so that there's kind of a, a a social consensus so that everybody more or less looks the same way it's it, you know it doesn't go to the extent of making everybody wear a uniform but there are acceptable mm. socially acceptable forms of dress you might say that that's come out of tradition or necessity if you live in a Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. 
colder climate. Um, you know, natives natives in uh, um, in warmer climates, equatorial climates, typically don't wear a lot of clothes and are you know comfortable with much more nudity than we are. And you could say that that's also just because of the geography, because of the mm. the climate. But they still have some sort of clothing uh, to you know. Hide their hide their genitals or protect their genitals. I guess yep. if you're if you're out hunting or whatever. So there are there are reasons why nudity is restricted, in the sense of making everybody sort of see that they're all playing for the same team. You know, it's not crazy yep. Jerry out there who just you know walks around dick out and. and yeah. Well, then there's also the hygiene factor. And like, let's well. say you we live in Russia, dealing in communal spaces. Yeah, and you say so you live in Russia, a famously cold area in the world. <laughs> Yeah, it becomes a necessity. Like in Queen, where yeah. we live in in Australia, even during winter, we could survive if we didn't wear clothes. It would be uncomfortable, but we could do it. Yeah. But there are certain parts of the world, like cool. So you're just going to die this winter? Is that your plan? <laughs> because you need like it's not practical. That's right. Um, explain the working as to why I'm going to go with the option that I'm going with. Vito, you know, I think you've explained it. But I have a little anecdote, you know, to discuss oh, no. things and enjoy it. You were naked this one time. I was naked this one time. No, you got burnt with bacon grease, and so you don't want to be naked anymore. I just want to tie this back to the rapture. Was my being note. naked is awesome for the record. Yes, I've heard good Except things. Except when you have <laughs> bacon grease thrown at you from bacon. Oh no! What a thrill! What a thrill! <laughs> Grilling bacon naked. <laughs> I'm running a Dungeons and Dragons campaign yes. with some friends from one of my work. Off of my work, nerd. Yes. <laughs> And one of the characters that um, one of the girls there is playing is a character who is trying to get back in the good graces with uh, a, a good god. Okay. And this character is actually going out and trying to do good deeds because they want to uh, you know, be aligned with a good yes. deity. The issue that we came up with narratively is, cool, you're going out there and you're doing all these good things because you want to be good. So you've got another motive behind it. Like there's right. something to gain here by doing these things. So you're not being good because you're good natured. You're being good because you've made a choice that I want to put my life actively away from my characteristics of evil. Yep. So someone else will do nice things yep. to me, which means every time you do something good, you're doing it for a bad reason. <laughs> the reason I would like to open it up to a full choice like this and not dictate you must wear clothes and you must not is if I'm trying to, bolster my population and make them as good as possible, increase their niceness, all that. That's all very well and good running them as a government, but I need to then be able to step back and say, I can't be here to dictate you. I'm not by dictating anything in writing will I ever get you guys into heaven. Yeah. On one level or another one, it needs to become their choice as individuals to be good people because it's the right thing to do and not because I'm suggesting that they should do it. Okay. So for that reason, I'm going option one because- I can't be here to tell them what's right and what's wrong every every time you know that's needed. There needs to be a time where they make that decision for themselves. And I'm not saying that nude or clothes is right or wrong. No, so but it, I'm saying there's no point in teaching them everything if I never give them a chance to make a choice for themselves. Okay, and this is the first. Step this is the first in, step in, in that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I I I I can follow that. I would also add that you know being nude is not without consequences. I mean. If uh, if you respect private property, shop owners are under no obligation to let you into the shop if you're naked, and they, and they don't want somebody yeah. naked in there. Yeah. Nobody is is should be forced to let you into their house. And uh, these views will evolve over time as well. This might happen, but yeah. if this policy sticks around for a hundred years. Yeah. Suddenly, the, the I'm going to say this loosely, yeah. the prudes <laughs> that wouldn't serve yeah. naked people 
are long and dead, and those that have grown up in this culture will now be the new norm. Yeah. So, baby steps. Uh, <laughs> citizens can be frequently spotted going about their business stark naked. Yeah. I got the banner, which is just the word cheeky. <laughs> uh, cod liver oil cures most diseases, grandmother reveals. <laughs> oh, no. Small business applauds level playing field. Auto industry hits speed bump and income rising, economists say. Uh, nudity up 40%. So that's of course expected. Yeah. Um, charmlessness, unfortunately, up 7%. Um, ideological radicality up 3%. Civil rights up 2%. As for the major downs, uh, social conservatism down 6%. Authoritarianism, authoritarianism down 4%. Uh, tourism down three, averageness down two, <laughs> and then it goes into the percentage, of the, uh, the um, lower percents. So, so that's fine. Nudity, unsurprisingly, the big winner. Yeah, I'm. I'm shocked. I did not see this coming. <laughs> you didn't I, think people were clambering to be to be more nude? I am very surprised. Um, my nudity had a reference point from 135 to 189. So a big jump. Like when you look at. When you look at my the, my little line graph I have going, it is a gigantic leap, even though those numbers don't feel too far apart compared to some of them, but it is a decent leap. Interesting. For reference, the Andropolian nudity uh, rate is also 189 cheeks per square mile. So we now have the same amount of nudity. Yeah. Anyone want to guess what Zane Australia's is? 500. I reckon it's going to be low. Do you think, do you think we're a very naked place? Yes, I, think, I assume so. I think it's going to be mid-40s. Mid-40s. After exhaustive surveys, the World Census calculated which nations have the greatest acreages of flesh on public display, and we have 202.5 cheeks per square mile. Okay, so you're only 20 above us both. So we're all very much so. Well, because my (laughs) jump went up like... (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. All right. You'd have to offset that against the um, population density. And Which also unfortunately we don't have the obesity rating because if you're talking about <laughs> flesh per square meter, it matters. Well, it matters. It's, it's well, a thing. Well, I, no, it's it's cheeks per square mile. So you, yes, are, you have a finite number cheeks of cheeks. Do you though? <laughs> um, wonderful, um, Andrew. I this is that time that I buffered for you, so you you could do your lovely speech. Thank you, Seb. I am I am perfectly relaxed and calm. That's going what I into wanted. <laughs> so America is all about the chill today. <laughs> So, all right, I will do a recap of every decision we've made and also at the same time simultaneously spin it, spin it in my favour. Mm-hmm. What am I actually going to do? Normally I just kind of go with how I feel at the end. I'm actually going to go across and just be ticking box here, box there <laughs> to see out of the five weeks who, ah. I, who I have out of you two actually sided more with. So okay. normally it comes down to like, oh, you didn't get werewolf hunters. <laughs> so I'm going to go for a, uh, a scientific approach, which okay. I think we can all agree is oh. not as funny as my gut instinct approach. But it's I'll not as it. funny, but it is far more methodological. Is it? Uh, it is. A little bit. Yeah. You're, you're, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> you're putting marks on paper. That's yep. that's a good start. That's an <laughs> A start. <laughs> I just want you guys to know uh, this is going to be on the final exam. So since, since the rapture is, it's not a subjective thing, but I guess it comes with, you know, the rules of religion which change depending on which religion you go to. So I think uh, for this uh, for this little sub-season, it's fairest to judge each of us on what we th- were seeking to achieve. So, Submerica, you were trying to improve the uh, quality, quality of, of your of your um, sort of spirituality or whatever you want Not to call it. Not spirituality, just honestly 
I tried to turn my bad people into people that you could be objectively called good people. Okay. It's not a religious thing. It, okay. it was, I mean, so not if, strictly if, a religious if thing. If there was a second rapture, you would have quite a few candidates sent back up. Sent, sent back, back up. up. Yeah. Um, whereas Zane Australia and Andropolia really just focused on cleaning up um, and making Getting sure things back on track ma- that everyone was okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Business as usual, as yeah. much as as much as uh, possible. So in the first episode, Zane confiscated abandoned buildings. Seb returned some human remains to their cultural heritage. Confiscated and, and redistributed. Yes, yes, yes. Back to their rightful owners. Quotation marks. Well, those the people who wanted them. Like I, I yeah. sold them off. That was episode sixty-six, yeah. and we went into quite a discussion there about what should have happened, and Seb, of course, made the wrong decision. Hard disagree. <laughs> <laughs> and I uh, abolished eminent domain. I think Zane and I kind of both addressed um, property mm. as as a um, uh, as an issue there, but Zane. Focused more on just housing people that aren't housed at at the moment, and forcing people to have um, uh, who had vacant property to open it up. Well, to stop people to them. profiting off the disaster, basically, like they they had property that wasn't being used anymore, and there were people who needed homes, so it was uh, basically just to stop people from profiteering. But you only profit when there's demand, Zane. You can't profit. When people don't want the thing you're selling, but there was people that wanted it and they were refusing yes. to sell it. Yeah, they were. That's they, right. They're perfectly entitled to. I upheld people's people's right to to their own property. The government had no business in you know confiscating uh, abandoned abandoned property at all. It and remains Zane's somebody's. Australia <laughs> upheld its <laughs> policy of compassion. So I'm I'm going to say that. Seb probably did win that one purely yeah. on on the on the goodness Hard agree. Uh, rating, yeah. um, even though I think his decision was ridiculous. It was a bad one. In the next episode, oh no, guys, I wasn't listening at all. <laughs> in the in the next episode, Zane nationalised all criminal lawyers. I did. That's right, because we all know that you know the height of you know medicine and law. Uh, when when we want great lawyers and great doctors, we go to Places that have nationalised their their doctors and lawyers, Again, like Zimbabwe and this, Venezuela, this, those great bastions of law and medicine. Again, this wasn't so much in terms of uh, pushing for the best lawyers <laughs> in the entire world. It no? was there was an overrepresentation of criminal defence lawyers, <laughs> an underrepresentation <laughs> of public defenders, and so I basically and you had the option to privatise law altogether. Criminal law. I didn't have the option to privatise at all. I had the option to remove lawyers from the process and it's only police now. That was the other option that you were pushing for, I don't remember it the same way. It was a a police chief going like, let's get rid of the judicial system. We don't need that. And you should have. Absolutely Uh, Yes, it was was the first step towards private law. Yes, I I remember now. But um, Seb funded luxurious pensions unknowingly, unwittingly, but he did. Fund. I would like even knowing pensions. that I did that, like it was over exaggerated. I would still have elected that option. Yeah. See, so you you kind of bought the vote there. You just you just shoveled money. What vote? At the I'm I'm perpetually in yes. charge. I'm not buy any votes. I don't know. If God is looking down, I think I think he would have poo pooed that one and just oh, that one doesn't <laughs> count, my friend. It definitely counts. <laughs> 
and uh, I lifted the car ban, but there was a veto from Zane that insisted- One of of two vetoes from Zane. (laughs) That insisted uh, that the government subsidise the research and use and mandate the use of cleaner burning fuels. Correct. And that had rather wonderful effects on the Andropolian. Mixed results, (laughs) as far as I remember. And unfortunately, we'll never know if continuing with fossil fuels would have been a better decision. We don't know how, what the what the consequences might have been otherwise. Couldn't possibly know. There's no way to figure that out. Now, I I fundamentally disagree with um, Zane's decision to nationalise criminal lawyers. I think that's a that's a step in the wrong direction because you remove the incentive for lawyers to do a good job, and all they become are bureaucrats that push papers around. So as far as quality of law, I think you will suffer in the long term. That was bad. Uh, and Seb just threw money at the problem. As I say, I, I know that wasn't your intention, but unfortunately that's, that's the consequence that the game decided. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to say that I won that round. I'm, and I'm going to say you should always take care of your weakest citizens. <laughs> and I did that. By taking care of those that couldn't work anymore because they're very old. They claim that. Yep. But there are jobs that, that anybody can do. I'm not sending 85-year-old people back to work. You don't send them. They just work. Or they just can't and then they die. What's <laughs> So I don't do that. I, <laughs> compassion. Here, help me out, Zane. You'll have that word. Compassion. I, uh, yeah, I do you love can... that word. I, also, I, would, I would also, my vote would go to Save America in that round. Um, well, if if, if you but, say so, but then. I, like I think it's it's much of a muchness. I I also I think Andy because I pushed him to it made the right decision. <laughs> um, but I think honestly, you lose my vote because I had to push you to it. Um, oh, really? And and then the attitude I got afterwards, <laughs> it was a whole thing. Uh, so yeah, that's how I'm feeling at the moment. <laughs> Well, so much <laughs> salt across the table. <laughs> in the next episode, Zane instituted mandatory vaccinations. Yeah, uh, Seb held a world World's Fair and backed artists as the Submerican uh, sort of showcase. Yeah, that was a weird issue. That was a weird. Issue. It was literally like here. Here's four things that you can back. Like no consequences. Literally, yeah. you got to back art, food. Science and yeah, you can showcase your religion. You can showcase religion. Yeah, showcase your scientist. Or we have the the deep fried custard lasagna (laughs) donut pavilion. We can we can put. No, it was like lobster donut with custard. It was fucking weird. (laughs) So, but it was literally like, hey, buddy, just what part of your culture do you want to bolster a little bit? I'm like, I guess art. Sure, (laughs) because I'm not boosting religion. And and, and, I, and I had a bit of a wishy-washy one too um, where I recycled some stone statues that were the property of the culture. Of That's right. People have stupid phone cases now. Yeah. I and, really like that. And 20-pound watches, uh, stone watches. Yep. That I'm, that are, you know, I think they're probably- What did Zane do again? Sorry. I, I mandatorily, mandatorily vaccinated my people. Again, fundamentally disagree with that decision, but- there, I think you won that one. I, I honestly think so the same with all of my issues. I kind of took a little bit, a bit of a step back from what Zane Australia was like going for in the future, yeah. and 
settled on trying to fix what was happening right now. And so each step has kind of been like the privatizing the lawyers. That's not something Zane Australia would usually do. But in this situation, I think that was the the fair compromise between the compassion and um, <clears throat> and the goals of Zane Australia as a whole, as well as the problem that is right here, right now. What was the context for the um, vaccinations one again? Because all the good people who vaccinated left, <laughs> we were left <laughs> with a decimated herd immunity. Yep. And so a measles outbreak. So I vaccinated everyone. Okay. Uh, that's good. So uh, this is a difficult one for me because you both made good choices. But I'll, I'm probably going to side with Zane on that yeah, one only because he's definitely uh, more important of an yeah, issue. He that's definitely all. directly yeah. addressed to the fallout for the. But I really like the way that you handled it. And like, hey, let's make this a thing that people can buy yeah. if they want. Like yeah. that was really good. It was just when I look at it, like Zane literally kept people from getting like Ebola. So it was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Just he can't go to the, most, yeah. the more important issue that week. <laughs> In the uh, next episode, the penultimate episode, Zane guaranteed tertiary education funding. Correct. By taxing his populace. Correct. No doubt. Seb abolished standardized testing in schools. Classic. And kind of. I also reshaped the curriculum so the did. kids could choose it. Yeah, so, so kids can sort of choose yeah, what they want to do. It was both of these things. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly right. Which is more in line with the Andropolian idea of, hey, teach your kids the thing that you want to teach your kids. That's that's up to you. There's and, going to be no state curriculum at all. And like my little rant about giving choice with the nudity thing, it's once again that same thing yeah. of there's no point in telling them what, how to do things if you never leave them the choice to actually decide what yeah, to do. Yeah, exactly right. Um, and I uh, lowered the uh, pay of politicians down to poverty levels, down to the minimum wage, I guess you, you, you could argue. Correct. Um, that was, I mean, both Zane and I, ideologically acted exactly how we how we think we should. I didn't have the option in front of me to get rid of politicians' pay altogether and make it purely voluntary. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Um, that is the ideal for both yeah. Australia <laughs> and Andropolia. Seb um, it made, it, made a good call. It didn't go far enough. I know you didn't have the options for that. Um, but again, it was done with the idea in mind of we're not going to control or, or at least we're going to control less what what um, influences your children have and leave it up to you to make to make the right decisions. Hopefully you do that. That's a tricky one, but I think Seb may indeed have have won that one, won that one. If we're if we're judging it on our intention for dealing with with the rapture, and I of am course, emulating Zane Australia. <laughs> and in this episode, uh, Zane opened up national parks for glamping. Seb allowed citizens to be naked in public, and I again, was forced, despite my, my hesitation and desire to do the exact opposite, expelled genetic researchers from Andropolia. Into the loving arms of Zane Australia, where they will be treasured <laughs> like they have never been before in their lives. Can I? That is a disastrous thing for Andropolia, but unfortunately my hands were tied in that one. They sure were. <laughs> I know you've just done this, but do you mind giving me the briefest refresh from the very first issue? Just your two answers, because that's the that's my. Um, you guys are tied right now on mine, and that's the one stick that I've gotten. Like, okay, oh. in that one, in that one, the last one, I will say again that Seb um, won that one, as far as I'm I'm concerned. Of course, of course I did. Uh, yeah. That was kind of close between between the both of you. It wasn't really a critical issue either either way, but I think Seb Seb won as far as. Uh, 
as far as his his uh, sort of goal victory was, was, yeah. was concerned. Um, so from the first two issues, Zane confiscated abandoned buildings, and I abolished eminent domain. So if the government wanted property in Andrew Andropolia, it had to purchase it. It couldn't just yep. you know, write it into law that this is now ours. And what was whereas Zane said, if you he he basically forbade people from owning vacant property. It had right. to be occupied, and it was going to be occupied. Um, whether you like it or not. And sorry, what was yours? I, I, and they, I, in my head, they just blended together again. And I abolished eminent domain. So if, if if the government wanted a piece of land, it had to go to the market to buy it. It couldn't just write into law that this is now ours. Okay. Oh, these are tough ones. These are, these so are, I these had, are so I close in reasoning in for why you did both. Of the of the rapture, Zane Australia had people squatting and then the owners of that building wanted to get them out because he wanted it to sit there for reasons of his own. And I said, well, this is ridiculous. We have so much so much extra property yeah. now. It only serves to, to reason that, like, we deal with this right here, right now. I bought back all the vacant property and redistributed it. Um, so that is just kind of like getting that problem off the books right now, never have to deal with it again. <laughs> Until the next time. Well, I, yeah. We don't get You don't get duplicate <laughs> things, do you? <laughs> It may come back to bite you. Nah. So okay. look, uh, for 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 my votes, Seb absolutely gets gets two points from me, and Zane gets Zane gets the one because I Seb, as far as his goal was concerned, didn't nail it, but did hit pretty well, pretty close to the mark. I'm still thinking. Sorry. <laughs> I'm going to give my two points to Seb well as well because. Andrew Polly really just lost his direction in the last uh, <laughs> in the last episode in the in the, in the last <laughs> issue. Um, like that was a pretty terrible turn that he took there. So, all right. <laughs> while while you're while you're thinking, Seb, if I might if I might seed I might, the ground here, all right. Zane in this sub season <laughs> showed a dramatic authoritarian turn. First, actually, this could help me. First, this could kind he of forbids me people from having vacant property. He says, "I don't care what you've got; you can no longer do whatever you like with it." The government is stepping in and taking control mm. of of vacant property. Then he goes to criminal lawyers and says, "You're no longer allowed to bid for jobs. You're going to be paid a standard amount like everyone else." And you're going to be on the defense, on the prosecution, whatever we decide. Your job is now controlled by the government. You're not free to do to do your job as you see fit. Then he said, by the way, you're also no longer free to access the medicine that you want. You're going to get the medicine and the vaccinations and the injections that we say you need. You're not able to choose. You're just going to get them. So come and submit at your at your local doctor. Then he says, hey, everybody, we're going to tax the crap out of you so that people who want to go to school, elderly people who want to get that fourth degree and never, never contribute back to, back, <laughs> back to society. This is a really interesting spin. No, please continue. In the, in, in the last 10 years of their, of their life, we're going to force you to pay for that. They get whatever they want at your cost. Then he opens up some national parks which you know was government property anyway you haven't had the option to sell it yet so we don't know for certain whether you would have or not even though you wouldn't have see i, I view that at as- the same time twice 
Twice he involved himself in Andropolian affairs specifically and said no. Andropolia, we do not agree with what you're doing and we're going to force your hand Correct. Into, <laughs> into what we're going to do. Because we know better. <laughs> now you say that How I'm forcing it on people. sir. Uh, free accommodation, free medicine. What do you mean free? Somebody free still education. pays it. It's not free. It's not free. We distributed. We, we are socialists. Yes, We've somebody, always been socialists. Yeah, and you're wrong. You are so wrong. How? What is your lifespan, sir? Is it almost half mine? People <laughs> in Andropolia who are free to choose the direction of their lives Dying on average very quickly live into their mid-40s. Whereas, that is true, but they that is a voluntary choice. Whereas the statistics of Zane Australia in this last five weeks... I have upgraded niceness, compassion, both agriculture and cheese sectors are higher than ever before. My primary produce is third and fourth in my primary industries. Information technology, which is my leading industry, has also grown. And my economy was upgraded from thriving to powerhouse. Great. That's great. But you're not free, are you? I'm very free. You're not very free. My education is free. And <laughs> no, as soon as I not. abolish money, <laughs> everything will be free. Star Trek America? isn't real. <laughs> the decision's yours. I wasn't listening to any of that. Um, <laughs> that's why we were saying it. Um, no, mine really came down to the first issue. And they were very similar but just given the context of the rapture, it pains me to say this. And it does pain me to say this because of what you did to Andrew at the very la- in this last this episode here. I'm going to have to decide and give the two points to Zane only because when it came down to the issue of people need help and you're like, okay, government's actually stepping in and saying people are being bad, people are being left homeless and there's all this land. I'm going to make a tough call here to give people that need somewhere to live somewhere to live by taking away the housing from other mm-hmm. people that weren't using it only because of that circumstance as opposed to the with Andrew with the eminent domain thing, which yep. is once again, though the government's saying I'm going to be reasonable and pay for something, which is I guess the nicest way of doing that. But just when it came down to those issues, what Zane selected in his was literally saying the government stepping in and being like, I'm not going to allow greed here when we have people that are not in a good case right now. We need to take care of each other. And what, if you're not willing to do that, we're just going to make it happen. I hate that he had to do that, but given what he it, the ends justified the means for me in that case. Correct. But you were such a dick. <laughs> yep. Um, and get used and I to it, to, boys, because thing. I have three more veto points <laughs> to spend. I wanted to give Andrew that point. I wanted to, but looking at this stupid tick system that I put in. Oh, no. Science backfired somehow. <laughs> well, I just want Andrew and you to still know. don't have dinosaur soldiers. <laughs> I just want you to know, Andrew, my heart was with you, but no, no, the, so the sheet I, went with Zane. No, I, I, I completely understand that. And I have to I say- I just feel bad for all the shitting on you that Zane did with his <laughs> veto points no, too. No, I want to give him more power. When it, when it comes to a religious issue, I am pleased as punch that I came in dead last. <laughs> I'm as sorry. A, I didn't want this to happen. As far as effectiveness is concerned. <laughs> Well, we did it. Whereas we, did. Australia- <laughs> we survived the rapture. <laughs> Zane Australia somehow came out with a a larger economy than it went into the rapture with. Uh, Wait, are we going with all the people come back or not? No, I think we just continue on as we well, have. We've been. obviously well adjusted, but and now it's no okay. longer an issue. Okay, yeah. so yeah, that's that's that. So what are what are the 
point totals now? What are the veto points? I've totals? not spent a single one, so I have many points. You haven't, and much to my shame, uh, I haven't done a table. I will do one after this episode and we'll announce it for everybody at the next episode. I feel that I'm on seven, which would put you on eight. We're, cl- we're one apart now. Yeah. yeah. And then that would put you on seven as no, well. I no, should you'd be, be tied with Andy now because you got three this time. Well, I've. But Andrew's gotten three once before. This is the first. And, ah, and, yes, and you, I should be one. Up, I should be at least one up from Andrew. If not I do two. have it recorded, but not tabulated for all the yeah. veto spend. So we will confirm Tune it next in week. Today <laughs> on iTunes, and you'll find out. <laughs> yep. Okay. As always, I have been Zane C. Weber, Chancellor of the National Council of Zane Australia, twirling forever towards a increasingly dominant future. I've been your people's champion, the eighth slash ninth slash tenth wonder of the world, <laughs> Sebastian of the United States of South America. The best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. And I have been Andrew Schossler, the most supreme, magnificent overlord of everything you ever saw in the great confederacy of Andropolia, <laughs> imploring you all, carte blanche, sans Zane Australia. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, twere only it that easy, sir. Twere only it that easy. Hi there, my name's Jessica Kate. And I'm Ellen Rose. And we're the hosts of Murder in the Land of Oz. A new Australian true crime podcast. Yes, we're starting off in Brisbane, our hometown, because... Relatable. Relatable. We're going to be coming to you every second Monday. So give us a listen, give us a like. And a subscribe. Come and join us on our journey where we explore the depths of true crime Australia. Oh yeah. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.